You know, when you've done 813 episodes of a show, it's rare when you come across something that you've never spoken about, and yet you probably should have. So today, we're going to talk about podcast trailers. Do you need one? How do you make one? And what do you do with it? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow those downloads. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription, and of course, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story or some sort of spotlight of people doing well. Last week, I spotlighted Zeta Christian. She has the show My Spouse Has Dementia. You can find that at MySpouseHasDementia.com. And this week, I'm going to spotlight somebody on the other side of the fence, and that is Lewis Goodman. You've heard him on the show if you ever listen to the Question of the Month episodes. Lewis does the Love Thy Lawyer podcast, and he was sharing some of the benefits and some of the insights because he just published episode number 100. If you've been a guest on the show, you know it's kind of fun. Sometimes we go kind of deep, but it's always upbeat, and I have really enjoyed the conversations. I know most of the guests personally, and it's great to talk to them. You know, I really like talking to lawyers. Lawyers are smart. They're educated. They tend to have a real wide knowledge of things in the world. And so they're fun to talk to. And I've really enjoyed my conversations with the guests. I've also met some people from all over the world who I've talked to on the podcast. And it's really amazing. You know, before the whole COVID thing, it was inconceivable to me that I would be able to talk to people from all over the world, all over the country, easily, quickly, seamlessly. And yet now, It seems like the most natural thing in the world. I've talked to people in Vietnam. I've talked to people in England, Canada, all over the United States. And some of them are really amazing people. And I'm really grateful to have been able to meet them. And I think that with this podcast, I will continue to do so. Thank you for sending that in, Lewis. And in full disclosure, Lewis actually had done many of those episodes way before he joined the School of Podcasting. And once he had it up and going, he was like, all right, now I'm looking to grow this thing. So While I realize I'm known as the school of podcasting guy and I can help people get going in the right direction, and that's absolutely correct, but I'm also helpful if you have a show, you need some feedback, and you need somebody to kind of do a podcast audit on your show and help you grow, I can do that as well, which leads me to this week's topic, and this is something we haven't talked about, and that is a podcast trailer. Now, back in the day... We used to call these podcast promos. Why do we call them trailers now? Because Apple came out with a tag for these. And I believe it's Apple and Spotify that if you tag an episode as a trailer, they will pin it to the top of your listing in the app. And so what we called them were promos. And in the early days of podcasting, you would swap promos with anybody because there were only... I don't know, a hundred of us. And we were just swapping promos. Now it would make more sense when you make a promo 
to swap it with people. That's one strategy. We'll talk about strategies today that either share a common audience or a common topic. But let's back up. I'm jumping way into the deep end of the pool. What the heck do you mean when you say a trailer? Well, a trailer, and this is one of those things that in general, this is those it depends kind of thing. I think a trailer is either a 30, 60, or maybe 90-second clip of your show that promotes your show with the goal of getting people to come and listen to your show, much like a movie trailer it starts off and they try to get you excited about the movie. It's coming up, things of this nature, and they want you to go see the movie. Now, I say it kind of depends because I've read a lot of articles. I've listened to a lot of really bad promos, in my opinion. And Omni Studio said a promo can be up to two minutes. Now, in reality, this is podcasting. There are no rules. And I've seen many people that take that very first episode, make it around, I don't know, anywhere from three to 10 minutes, and it's them telling their story. Okay, that's kind of, I call that the meet the host episode. I don't specifically see that as a trailer. So, but that's just my opinion. And in the end, you can make a trailer whatever you want. But for this episode, we're looking for a 30, 60, or 90 second trailer. Now, the other thing, if you're like, ah, crap, another thing in podcasting I got to make, these are not mandatory. They're not. I don't, I haven't had a trailer for this show, not that I know of. I'll have to go look, but I haven't done that. But if we go back, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. What about that person that has found your show? And let's say in this case, it's an Apple podcast. So there's your, your awesome artwork because, you know, they see you before they hear you. Your title makes sense to them. It's not some sort of inside baseball title. They They know exactly what it is. Your title has some keywords in there. And then they look at your titles of your episodes and they're like, this looks like something I might actually want. And then they see the top one says trailer. When you click that, if you have a good trailer, in theory, it should persuade them to go, oh, that's pretty cool. That's me. This person is talking about me and they're talking about what I want. That is, for me, the definition of a trailer. And so... We're always looking at ways to get more downloads. This might be one of them by having people hear your trailer and put one out. Now, when I looked around, this was something that everybody had back in the day, but now not so much. I actually looked around at a lot of podcasts and I did not see a trailer. Like I said, I don't typically have trailers. Uh, I made one for a show I did recently that I started. If you like Dave, but you just wish he was shorter, check out your podcast consultant. Maybe I'll play that trailer in a bit. But the other thing I've often said is so many people think that social media is where you go, hey, episode 814 is out. Here's the link. Well, that doesn't make me want to share it because what the heck is episode 814? But if I said, do you know a podcaster who needs to make a trailer? Share this episode. Think of social media as your audience on social media is your sales staff, is your promotional team, is your street team. And your goal 
is not to get them to listen to it because, well, they know you. They like you. They trust you. They're probably already subscribed to your show. You want them to share it with their audience. And so a trailer might be a cool piece of, for lack of a better phrase, it's a brochure for your podcast. And this is where when I talk about maybe a three-minute trailer isn't a good idea, I don't see anybody listening to a three-minute trailer on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. That's where I think the 30, 60, 90 really comes in handy. Now, here's something to keep in mind, because sometimes we kind of freak out when we think about these kind of things, because we're going to be sharing it with the audience. And remember, you probably don't have the audience yet, but keep in mind that this may be one of the first things you record. Maybe this is what you cut your teeth on, and then later. So let's say you do that. Your actual very first episode is a trailer. And actually, that's a good idea because that's another use of a trailer. You cannot submit your show to any of the apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, without one episode in your feed. And that could be the one episode. It's a trailer. But if it's the first thing you recorded, there's a really good chance that come like episode six, you're going to listen to the trailer and go, ugh, because you're just better. You have better mic technique. You've dialed a couple things in. Maybe you're a little more comfortable behind the mic. Realize, just like everything in podcasting, it's not a statue. It's a recipe, and you can go back and change your trailer later. In fact, there are different types of trailers. What are they? Well, there's the number one we just talked about, it: the coming soon, the Dave Jackson Power Hour, right? Whatever it is, this thing that's telling you, hey, there's this new thing coming, and you could go in and you know entice people. Now, that's kind of a weird catch-22 because we're going to talk about calls to action, and the call to action I recommend is go to the website. So this is where, in some cases, you go, I, I don't have a website yet. Well, you probably should if you're putting out episodes. You know, you kind of have the cart before the horse there, but the coming soon could also be for a season. So that's one. The one I'm primarily talking about in this episode is called a show trailer. And this, again, entices people to listen to your show. You mark it as a trailer. You use it in social media. You put it on your website. You could even on Twitter, you could pin it as the top thing of your Twitter profile. Then there are teaser trailers. And I don't really call these trailers. I call them teasers. And this is where you play a clip from the next episode. My buddy Jordan Harbinger is really good at this. He'll be wrapping up the show, telling people to go to his website. And he's like, oh, next week we're talking with so-and-so. Here's a quick clip. And then it's just a tease. So for me, I don't know that I call that a trailer. I just call that a tease. Now, what the heck do you put in a trailer? And this is, again, one of those it depends things. I have one thing that I went, yeah, but here's some things I think you absolutely must have. Number one, the name of your show. Then who is it for? What's it about? Why should people listen what can they expect? So this could be guests or topics or things like that. Your website, and then here's the tough one, a single call to action. And for me, that call to action should be go to my website. And that website should not be linktree.com slash schmoopy. No, it should be your actual website because anything you want them to do 
join my email list, follow me on Twitter, you know, tick face and chat bot and whatever else. All that stuff can be on your website. Send them to one call to action. Go to my website. And I would say ask them to subscribe and follow to my show on my website and then have those links on your website. Now, why is that important? I'm here to tell you as someone who works in the tech support field of podcasting, I work for Libsyn.com. It's short for Liberated Syndication. Apple and Spotify search is horrendous. Like, don't never say find me wherever podcasts are found or sold or given away or whatever. That's no. Tell them to go to your website. Reinforce your brand. If you don't have a domain, go see coolerwebsites.com and fix that. So those are the things you. I think you should have. Again, the name of your show. Who is it for? What's it about? What, why should people listen to your show? That sometimes scares people. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, why should people listen? Uh, uh, yeah, you better be able to answer that question. What can they expect? Why do we want to do that? Because nobody's getting on a bus unless they know where it's going and your website. And that, in my opinion, should be the call to action. Now, as always, it's your show and it's your trailer. Now, the one thing that I saw some articles mention that you should include that I went, Hmm, not sure about that. But again, this is just my opinion. They said you should include the podcast schedule, which I guess kind of falls under what to expect. I just don't know that for me, that makes a difference. If somebody says, oh, it's a great show based on something you're really dying to hear. And I go, great. And they go, it's a daily show. I'm not a person that's going to go, oh, if it was weekly, I would have listened. So I, to me, that makes me scratch my head, but that might be something you want to throw in there. So those are some things you want to do. I'm going to tell you some horrendous things that I heard that you should never do, in my opinion, in your trailer. And then I'm going to walk you through how to actually record one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I've told you what to put in your trailer. Let's talk about some things I heard that I went, oh, are you kidding me? So again, this is my opinion but I think you're going to probably agree with this and go, yeah, let's, let's cut that out. Cause sometimes if you're not sure what to do an easy thing to make it easier is to figure out what you're not going to do and topping the list coming in at number one on the charts is asking for money. Yeah. I'm not making this up. It was whatever. It's the binky and the whiz show and blah, blah, blah. And be sure to visit us at our website. And then they're, you know, and they threw in, I think it was three calls to action. It was like, follow us on TikTok and blah, 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 and Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to support us on Patreon. And I was like, wait a minute. I've known you for a whopping 17 seconds and you're already asking me for money. Let's go for value for value here, right? We pay money for things that we value. I've had 17 seconds of you and you're already asking me for money. I can only imagine what you do in a full episode. So that is one I would go, hmm. Now you might go, hey, Dave, wait, I just heard this episode. You gave a coupon code in the first 10 seconds of your podcast. And I say, yes, that way, if you ever want to use the coupon, you don't have to search for it. But I I get, I'm not maybe drinking my whole Kool-Aid here, but nonetheless, don't ask for money at the very beginning of the show, at the show, the beginning of your trailer. The other one is way too much music at the beginning. Like, we're not here to set the mood. We're here to come in, grab you by the throat, get your attention, and then we're going to talk in a bit here about what you actually want to say. But I heard a couple where it was a lot of music, like five seconds, 
and it doesn't sound like a long time, but there is a point where your brain goes, is the voiceover person ever going to come in? So watch it on the music at the beginning. Uh, another one is I hear some people, it, what you want to do, let's, let's paraphrase this. You want to be honest. There's a novel idea. You want to let people know what's in your show, but what you don't want to do is overpromise and under deliver. And so where you hear people like, Hey, you can escape the cubicle and you're going to make 50 G's per hour. Blah, blah, blah. All right, bro. And you're like, yeah, I don't think that's probably realistic. That would be like me saying, Hey, join the school of podcasting and you're going to be making money from day one. And you can quit your day job in six weeks. Cause guess what? It ain't happening. It's just not, that is not, (laughs) it's not realistic. So you are establishing your credibility here. So let's not, I don't know, lie to people about your show. So keep it real. I guess that's what I'm saying. Also, and I hear this a lot and here's, here's what happens. And we'll get into the nitty gritty here in a second, but you have gone out and you're trying to find music that fits the mood of your show. And it took you a while and you found it and you're proud of it and you like it. You like it so much that the music is too loud in your promo. And one of the things, and I always sound like a broken record when I say stuff like this, we did this today on Ask the Podcast Coach. So if you are a listener to Ask the Podcast Coach, this is a little bit of a rerun, but not really, but we are playing a bunch of promos and then talking about them. And there were some where the music was just too loud. So this is, I, I beg of you, whatever your show is, whatever your trailer is, anything you do, whatever your artwork is, ask your audience and you need truth tellers. Neil was in town from the voice in my head and he is a listener of the show. He bought me Luigi's pizza for my birthday. And thank you, Neil, by the way, for stopping in. It was great meeting you. And he said, I, I've listened to your show for a while. So you know what I say If you have a listener in front of you, I said, okay, great. Before you leave, I got to ask you something. And he goes, what? I go, I want you to answer me. Why do you like my show? But I also want you to, if there's something that you wish I would change about my show or something that gets on your nerves or whatever, some way I can improve my show. I am open ears to that. And he went, because this is a guy that's got radio. He's got uh, copywriting and and, uh, marketing back. He's got a great background. And he said, huh, okay, you, you really, and I go, yeah, bring it on, buddy. And so uh, likewise, we're going to do kind of a critique, a, a critique swap, because his show is called, uh, the Vo- what is it again? The Voice in My Head. Now he's going to change the title because his last name is Head, H-E-D, and he got cute. Ah, see what he did there? The Voice in My Head, H-E-D, and he went, yeah, I know. Nobody's going to find me if I don't change the way I do that. So he's going to keep H-E-D on his artwork but change the name of his show to the voice in my head. So we're going to swap critiques. And I'm just here to tell you that today on ask the podcast coach, we're playing these promos and one of them was mine. I'll play that in a second or when we get done with the nitty gritty here. And instantly people said, Oh, you know what? It really grabbed me here, which was not when I hit play. It was like three or four seconds in and you want to come out and bam, catch their attention and get them thinking, Ooh, this podcast is for me. So don't be afraid because 
Here's the thing. You could go to someone and say, look, I'm trying to create a podcast. I'm trying to create a trailer. I'm trying to create artwork, whatever it is. And I want to attract people like you. I think you would enjoy my podcast. And so what I'm looking to do is make sure that what I'm making is something that you would listen to. And so if this is not something you would listen to, uh, can you let me know? Because I won't do that. And I don't know anybody that says, hey, I'm custom making something for you. And they go, how dare you? I, I don't quite see that. And yet we will ask all day for feedback on the technology. Should I get a new microphone? Should I switch media host? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody's asking, hey, can somebody really tell me about my podcast? And that I do not understand. Maybe it's my teaching background. For me, I'm all about constant improvement. But anyway, back to trailers. We were talking about, okay, what do you actually do when it comes time to record a trailer? And Brandon Ushio from the Geek Nerd Network, you can find that at geeknerdnetwork.com. I know Brandon from, he was involved in the early days of the Utah Podcast Summit Really good guy, and he is often in the audience at the Ask the Podcast Coach show. And it turns out, who knew that podcast trailers, it's a hot button. It's something he's been researching. He's actually thinking of coming out with a course, so when he gets that done, I'll definitely let you know. But it is something he's doing a deep dive on, and so he came into, I have it set up on Saturday morning that you can ask questions via the chat, but you can also jump into the video. So I was very happy when Brandon jumped in and he said, look, I've been studying promos. And what he did is he looked at all the top movie trailers, right? Makes sense. If you're going to learn from somebody's mistakes, you might as well also learn from other people's successes and see if there's anything that seems to be a common theme. And so when he looked at all these movie trailers and then applied it to podcasting, here are the common traits. Every trailer that made me go, huh, I, I want to know more about that they all had a hook. Then all of these trailers, they set some kind of a stage. So they know who their audience is and they set the stage. They make the world look exactly like the person's world. So like if you're a podcast about helping stay at home moms find side hustles they can do to make money, you talk about how, all right, your husband's off for work. He dropped the kids off at school. Now it's you and the dog and you have no idea what to do. And someone's like, yeah, that's me. That's, that's my life. That's exactly where I'm at. Then you define the problem. The third step is defining that problem. And it would be something like you have some time, but you don't have a lot of time and you don't know what you want to do. And you just kind of hit that pain point a little bit, not to be mean and not to be like you, you're a loser, but to be like, Hey, I know where you're at. I know who you are. And then you introduce the solution. You don't give them the solution. You introduce. On the stay-at-home mom business podcast, every day for 15 minutes, we go over a different side hustle that you can do to earn some money. And then as part of introducing the solution, that's where you introduce who you are. Once the audience cares about what the answer is, unless you're a celebrity, right? If you're a celebrity, you're part of, you're part of the hook. But if the audience knows what you have to give them, now you say, I'm Brandon Uscio. I've been a side hustler for my entire life and I've tried things and things have worked and things have failed. And let me share my experience with you. That That's where you give your bio, your bona fides and your credentials, all of those things. 
Then I don't do call to actions. I do call to adventures because uh, it's part of the hero's journey, right? And every podcast is trying to get a podcaster to go on a journey. You're the mentor and you're giving them a call to action. The very next thing that will help them the most in their life is to listen to my podcast. So listen to this show. You can get it on this website.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That's where you give it to them. And Dave, you already perfectly covered. Don't ask for Patreon. Don't ask for <laughs> any. Don't ask them to go follow you on social media. You, you'll have whatever time your podcast is once you're there. Your trailer is just like, this is where you do it. And Jim, you made a really good point too. You don't want to just breeze by it. And it's like Dave, when you say with the questions of the month, when, so see, I'm Brandon Show from the Fan Markets at home. If you say your, your website too fast, if you say things and people don't know where to go after that, that's a problem. You want to repeat it a few times. The very last step of all of these trailers, and this every single one of them had this, they all added some flavor at the very end. I found out later that it's called having a button is what they call it in Hollywood. But this is your last chance to show them exactly what the attitude in your show is, who you are. Because if I produced a highly NPR-style podcast trailer and then they came and they listened to me and a couple friends goofing off about comic books they're going to feel like they were bait and switched so those were the six things that i found and i'll have that list out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 814 if you want to hear that whole episode of ask the podcast coach just go to ask the podcast coach.com slash 380 and as always i will have links in the show notes including links to geeknerdnetwork.com which is where you can find more Brandon. But let's get into how do I actually make a podcast trailer? So when you're ready to do this, you want to write an outline. You want to kind of think this through. You don't want to overthink it, but you want to put some thought into it. So by writing an outline, you can kind of think about your tone. Is this going to be funny? Slack jawed? Is it going to be super serious? Is it going to be whatever the tone that matches you and your show? And this is where you go, oh, I don't know. Well, then just be you. Just write it. Then you want to craft your intro and your outro. Now, these are important. I'm going to go back to my days as a musician. When I used to write a set list, I always wanted the opening song to be something that comes out and grabs them. And I wanted that last song to leave them wanting more. So you want that intro to come out and grab them and you want the outro sending them to do your call to action. And Brennan had mentioned that you want to kind of paint that, hey, I know who you are. And we haven't really said this yet. And it's worth saying you need to know who your specific audience is. That is really the key to every level of podcast success. My bumper sticker kind of slogan for this is, Spend $100 on a microphone, spend 100 hours getting to know who your audience is and what they want so that you can make a promo that's going to make them go, oh, I want to hear more of that. Now, some people will record a few episodes and then pull clips. And if you're using them, edit them for maximum impact and make them as short as possible. In a little bit, I'm going to play some of my trailers that I did years ago, and I'm like, there are a lot of times that I was like, no, that was, you just want a point that's so obvious. You know, instead of saying, well, because I grew up poor, I just know money is very important. Well, you could just go to the clip that says money is very important. And everybody goes, yep, I agree with that. So 
edit for maximum impact and just realize that finding those clips is going to take some time. Then again, it, when you write the script of what you're actually going to say, remember to write like you talk because we don't write like we talk. We write like we write. And consequently, you're going to be putting in commas. You're going to worry about, uh, is that a semicolon? No, just throw grammar out the window, write like you talk, and then record it. And if it's you and a co-host, then identify who is going to say what. So I'm going to start off by saying this, and you're going to jump in here, and then I'm going to do this. And then do a few takes. Remember, it's not a case of like, we've only got one shot at this. No, you've actually got as many shots as you want. And you'll be amazed when you record one and you go, man, that one, I think that's a keeper. Keep recording a few more. Now, why would you do that? You just said you had a keeper. Yeah, I know. I'm just here to tell you from my experience, when you get the one, you go, okay, we got one. That one was good. Record a few more because now that the pressure is off because you got a keeper, you might find that the next one is even better because now the pressure is off. And if you're using music, and I kind of recommend that you would, make sure that music is either A, from your show to keep with your brand, or that it fits the theme of the podcast. So, for example, if you're doing a show about dealing with grief, you're not starting it up with some, you know, party jam or whatever. That's just not going to fit. So think about that tone again, the tone of the trailer the tone of, is it going to match you and your brand? And then once you got your script, including really thinking about your intro and outro, say it a bunch of times, read it out loud because you're going to be reading it out loud in a bit and see how well it rolls off the tongue. Now in the sports world, in the music world, in the acting world, we call this practice. And yeah, it doesn't take long. It's a 60 second promo so in theory, practice, practicing it four times should take about four minutes. Now, writing it and kind of thinking, what am I going to include? Because we gave you all those ingredients. And remember, you don't have to go, oh, how am I going to fit? Who's it for? What's it about? Blah, 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 and all those other lists. You know, first of all, 60 seconds is actually pretty long. It's, it's longer than you think it is. But it's got to be short to the point and get in and get out. And then once you get everything lined up, and you record it, well, then you just produce it. And all those items that we just mentioned, you put them in, you practice it a bunch of times, and then kind of remember that you want your trailer to leave them wanting more. You know, Brandon said, you don't tell them how to make money. You tell them you're going to show them how to make money. So it's a case of, hey, you have a problem I've got the solution. And you go, but Dave, my show's a comedy show. The problem they have is they just had a crappy day and they had to put up with a crappy boss and you've got a way to help them escape life. That could be a thing of that nature. So think about that. I was listening to some, I went to, to our good friend YouTube and typed in infomercial. And that's what infomercials do. You know, Brandon explained those six steps. That is really kind of the outline of many infomercials, but they almost always start off with, are you a person that has this problem? And I was laughing because one of them, I'm like, I didn't know I had a problem. And that's really what infomercials are about. They love to convince you 
you have a problem you didn't know about, and they're the only people with the answer. And I've never heard of this product, and I just found this hilarious. For over 100 years, we've been scrunching and folding toilet paper. Finally, there's a better way. Comfort Wipe, the sanitary paper extension arm and holder. You want to stay covered after being wet, but your towel just won't let. Robes are heavy and hot, and towels with fasteners? I think not. Now there's the wearable towel. Introducing Butter Express, the fast, easy, and safe way to cut your butter every day. That's totally awesome. Cool. All right, that is amazing. That is amazing. So you can see where this is something that obviously works because it's used in every infomercial because, hey, who knew that I didn't know how to cut butter? <laughs> All right, I'm crying now. Uh, anyway, uh, I just we will move on. So what I want to do is I'm going to play a couple of my promos that I will say right now are not great. But that's the whole point is when you step away from your own stuff and you come back and you go, yeah, this could have been better. And when you play it for people that will tell you the truth, they want you to succeed. We've talked about this in the past. Your audience wants you to succeed. And they will say, yes, that worked. I, that makes me want to listen to it more. Or they'll say, I don't know. You could have shortened it up here. So this is an example. It's for a show I do called Your Podcast Consultant. It's very much this show. Anything that I talk about on that show, it's just it's going to be like a nine-minute version of something that I just expanded on for 40 minutes. So here is a clip for that show, and I'm going to kind of explain here. I'm going to pause it, and then maybe I'll play it at the end of the show unedited or whatever. But here is a clip for your podcast consultant. If you like shorter podcasts and want to learn about podcasting, I've got a new show for you. Now, I'm going to stop that here. For me, hey, I'm looking for shorter shows. I don't know a lot of people like, oh, my gosh, short podcast. Do they make those? It's not really something that's going to grab them, but something else here might. It's called Your Podcast Consultant, and every episode has one topic, and they're always nine minutes or less. I want to start a podcast, but I'm having a hard time picking a topic. And when I played this today on Ask the Podcast Coach, Brendan said that would have been something that grabs people because there are people that are actually thinking that. Let's keep on listening. I'm having a hard time picking a topic. We're going to talk about the three things your podcast needs. The time has come to talk microphones. What podcast media host should I use? I see this question over and over and over. Somebody will say, hey, I've got however many downloads. I've got X amount of downloads. Is that good? And again, sometimes I think clips are kind of stupid. That was an actual clip when I could have just said, how many downloads is considered to be good? At this point, you kind of go, yeah, I get it. It's common podcast questions, and yet I keep going. Amount of downloads, is that good? Dave, how long should my show be? I hate the sound of my voice. And I know that sounds weird because I'm a podcast consultant. Don't I think everyone should start a podcast? No. So that last one was seven seconds. That is over 10% of this particular trailer is that one point, And is that really like a wow kind of thing that people are going to go, Ooh, he's going to tell me the truth. You might be wondering, is anybody really listening to this podcast stuff? Your podcast consultant, small lessons with big value. This hall of fame podcaster is a featured speaker, author, and mentor to thousands. 
Now, he wants to work with you. He's your podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. Find it at podcastconsultant.com. And of course, there is the one call to action. That's the good thing about it. But that could have really been shrunk down. And the whole thing about, hey, are you looking for a short show? And there's a better way to grab somebody's attention because I don't think anybody's going, oh, if I could only find a short show. So that's some feedback on that one if I wanted to redo it. I want to play a promo from one of my awesome supporters, Patrick Keller from The Big Seance Show. The Big Seance. That's a great example of how long you should have the music play. Set the spooky scene, voiceover guy comes right in. Let's do that again. The Big Seance Podcast. You said that your career as a showbiz psychic was a front for your real-life secret agent duties for the CIA. CIA, CIA. You should right now see the Ouija board. W-H-O. I have this man that comes out of my closet every single night. Holy I might have started ghost hunting because of Bigfoot. We feel like something is happening around us. Hit the subscribe button now. And that's the only thing I can think of. First of all, when you end it with an English accent, that's always good. He said, hit the subscribe button now. So it's assuming you're listening to that in the app, which if you want to use this on social, if you want to put it on your website, depending on where you're at, there may not be a subscribe button. And Patrick's been doing this quite a while. It's now a follow button. And again, remember, you can always update that. But that whole uh, trailer made me go, wait, what? Which is what you want. Wait, I want more of that. I want to hear how that story ends. So, but there, there, you know, his, his call to action was subscribe now. And I would have added at big com. But that really had me going, wait, Bigfoot's in the CIA? What? And I thought I would explain or, or play one here again. Remember, I said probably 30, 60, or 90 seconds, but there are people that are doing two and three minute trailers. And from the New York Times and whatever they're called, Serial, there's a new podcast called The Trojan Horse. This is three minutes long. And for me, it took about a minute and 25 seconds to where I went, oh, there's the hook because there's a part where I'm like, yeah, that sounds whatever. That's bad. That's good. But it wasn't until they got about halfway through this, this thing that I was like, Ooh, that's what we need to, that's what this is. And then there now also realize there's a lot of icing in here, a lot of soundscaping for me, serial season two, where they were going after the guy that kind of went a wall. That was like 90% icing and almost no cake. Uh, but listen, this this is how I'm going to put up quotation marks. The pros are doing this. Here's a three-minute trailer. I happened to be in Birmingham, England one night when this journalism student came up to me at an event. He was talking fast, like I might walk away any second. It was a tsunami that hit Birmingham. Birmingham does not get national attention. It was a circus, mate. I can't even describe to you. His name was Hamza Syed, and he wanted help on his first-ever story about a mystery in Birmingham, his hometown, that no one had ever solved. It had begun a few years earlier when news of a strange letter exploded in the press. A leaked letter outlining a plot by hardline Muslims. The letter looked to be... Well, Hamza, you want to explain this part? The letter looked to be a secret communique 
between Islamic extremists who'd been infiltrating the city schools in a supposed plot called Operation Trojan Horse. The letter was bizarre, unsigned, incoherent, badly Xeroxed, yet still, it sparked one of the biggest school scandals in British history. Government investigators descended on Birmingham. The country beefed up its counter-terror policy. By the time it all died down, schools were revamped, teachers lost their jobs, some people were banned for life from education. The fallout has been huge. Prime Minister David Cameron, as we said, is calling a special meeting of the government's extremism task force. The former head but what I always found suspicious about this whole affair is that this dodgy letter suggesting extremists were taking over our schools, nobody ever found out who wrote it or why. Remarkably, none of the investigators even tried. So I convinced Brian Reed over here that we should go for it. Is this about to be the first radio interview you've ever done? Yeah. Hamza and I spent years running this down. I'll give you a clue. Who is the letter defending is the question you have to answer. But figuring out who wrote the Trojan horse letter. I didn't write it. I don't know who wrote it. What my job to find out who wrote it? I'm not the author of the Trojan horse letter. That was only the first mystery we were up against. It started to seem like officials knew more than what they were letting on all the way from a local primary school to the highest levels of British government, and that Hams and I were poking at something that people did not want to talk about. Can you give us a bit of details about that situation? No. It is particularly important that I don't. She answered, and she just immediately started saying, I'm busy, I'm busy, and started trying to shut the door on me. You look all confused. It's just a very unusual line of questioning. Why? I can't talk to you about... Why can't you talk about that? Sorry. You're leaving us? You're waving us goodbye? Coming February 3rd, from Serial Productions and The New York Times, I'm Brian Reed. And I'm Hamza Syed. It's The Trojan Horse Affair, a mystery in eight parts that a lot of people don't want you to hear. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey. I just got a letter threatening an injunction. Same here, buddy. We are in trouble. So again, well-produced... And But for things like, do we care that it was in Birmingham? Do we care what the letter looks like? Do we care that that was that guy's first radio interview? Um, you know, all these people saying, I'm not the author. Like, that could have been a one-minute trailer. But that's not how they roll at the New York Times. They have to make it, uh, you know, the whole nine yards there. So that is an example of that. And you'll notice at the end, they did that little thing. There's usually something at the end that really ties in besides being a call to action. There is that way to kind of go, Hey, this is kind of our vibe, right? We called it the tone earlier, something that, that says, Hey, we take this very seriously, or this is more tongue in cheek or whatever it is. You want to throw one of those in there to really kind of, again, almost without words, let people understand the vibe, the tone of your show. So figure out what ingredients you're going to include in your promo, figure out how you're going to say them, come up with your intro and outro, write a script, find your music, figure out what your one call to action is, record it, record it, record it, record it, and eventually you'll get one that you can put in front of your friends and family or somebody who should be your target audience and go, 
does this make you want to hear this podcast? And when they say yes, that's when you use it. The good news is these are not mandatory. It's a cool tool to have. And I just saw, I was looking at some things. I was looking for Patrick's show in Amazon and Amazon along with Apple and Spotify put the trailer at the top of the listing in their apps. So those are very popular apps or very popular companies. Amazon is advertising a lot. You like if you Google your show, you're probably going to see a link to Amazon. They're trying to get people to use that. And of course, if you go over there, they're going to ask you to sign up for their music service. So if you're wondering why they're doing that, that answers that question. So that could add importance to the trailer. Obviously, if you want to swap promos with someone who either shares the same audience or shares the same topic, you can't swap a promo if you don't have one. Everything we mentioned, you can find out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 814. The question of the month is coming up. I need this by February 25th, 2022. And this month's question is, what are you doing to grow your audience and is it working? You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. While you're there, be sure to mention your show. Tell us a little bit about it and what your website address is. And again, I need that by February 25th, 2022. And for all of you that said, hey, Dave, there's no way to upload a previously recorded one. I have solved that issue. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Back in the day, I had a show called the Podcast Promo Show, and it was a way for you to hear promos of other shows, and then you could decide, hey, maybe I need to reach out to that person. And the problem with that show is I had no control over the content, and this was like way back in the day, like 2006, 2007, and back then, trailers were much more popular than they apparently are coming back. So if you go to podcastpromoshow.com, right now that's going to take you to a form where you can upload a promo. And if I get enough of these, I will bring that show back. But that was kind of one of the problems is I had a hard time finding promos and things like that. And then obviously if we get enough for me to have a couple months of content, plus if I see how many promos we get, then I'll be able to figure out what my schedule is. Cause this is really for me an almost zero time thing. It's just me kind of creating a service and then using pod page, I could categorize the promos. So you could go to the website and say, Hey, show me all the sports ones. Show me all the religious, show me all the health, show me all the society and culture. And you could get a quick list of the different promos there. And I was like, Hmm, I might bring that back because it now here again, there are a lot of you at in your car right now or at your desk going, Dave, no, because it is a bad idea to have more than one podcast. But in on, on paper, at least that's one that shouldn't take a lot of time. If everybody uploads their file, fills out their description and everything that I want. So if you're interested in that and you want to see that come above and you got a promo and you want some exposure, because again, it's free for you. Go to podcast promo 
com, and I will have that domain redirect to a form, and I will gauge interest there. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does, shut up! I had an episode a couple weeks ago when I said, don't be afraid to ask your audience. And so we know on the 25th, we're going to be talking about what's working for you to grow your audience. And I also have, I know I mentioned this in the last episode, I have found a list of kind of creative ways to grow your show. And I thought I was going to be talking about that this week. And I went, hey, that ties in with the question of the month thing. So that's when I'm going to do that, which means I'm not sure what I'm doing on the 19th. That's next week. And I'm asking my audience. I kind of threw that out today a little bit. We had uh, on Ask the Podcast Coach. That's one of the advantages of doing your podcast live is you get instant feedback. So somebody said, why don't you talk about the hardware you use? And I'm kind of like, we could do that. Uh, I I am a big fan of saying it's not the tech. So to do a whole show on the tech, but uh, that's an idea. If you ever have any ideas like, hey, Dave, I wish you would talk about this because I said today I was kind of like, hey, I don't think I've ever talked about trailers if there is a subject you would love to hear me talk about, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. There is a contact page there. There's also a subscribe page there. There's also a sign up button there. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. And uh, I recorded this as I look at the clock right now. It is now midnight. It is now officially Sunday. And I recorded this late Saturday night because here in the U.S., tomorrow is the Super Bowl, which is basically almost as big as Christmas. And I'm a little more tired and goofy than usual. So enjoy the bloopers. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. And class is dismissed. If you like what you You can't swap a promo if you don't have one. And I keep calling them promo because I'm old. We used to call them promos back in the day. Now it's a trailer. That's fine by me. I'll call it a trailer. So, uh, geez, I'm tired. So there you go. You can see where when you identify, if your audience can go, oh, I'm having a hard time cutting butter. (laughs) I don't know how. Nobody ever showed me how to cut butter in an even fashion. Then you go, I have the solution. (laughs) I have the... (laughs) I have the solution. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, we're not keeping this day.